The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. Welcome to the game. It's a new week. And we got Mitch Fortner. We got David G. We got Travion Berkland in the house. Mondays. No Troy. Uh, And I totally forgot why he's gone. What's his? He could be playing hooky. I don't know. I thought I saw him hanging. Like, I saw somebody... At the uh, up the street here at the shop, quick getting a whole mess of di- a diet coke. That could be him. I think it is him. That's all you have to say, and he's automatically <clears throat> a suspect. He's definitely yeah. <laughs> Give me the keys. <laughs> that guy loves them DCs, dude. Good. We got we got a good show ahead of us. We're going to hear from Oklahoma City Thunder beat writer Joe Masato. Oh, cool. He is from the Oklahoma, and he'll join us at five ten to talk Keontae Johnson, talk about the draft, and. Uh, did OKC do a good job? Is this a fast-track process, or is this a slow-paced development yes. for Keontae Johnson? He'll give us a few nugs. Dude. Coming up at 510, Joe Toussaint from West Virginia Ooh. in the transfer portal. Uh, today scheduled to start uh, his visit with the Kansas State Wildcats. Plus, we got a former cat going viral. Uh, Josh Eilert has been named the West Virginia interim coach. We'll get to that a little bit later on as well. I, I want to kick this off actually with with uh, DG talking about something that happened in my life this past week that I think might make you a little bit proud of me. Mm-hmm. So you are the proud father of a couple of daughters. I got How two. old are they now? I have a two-year-old, just turned two, Okay, and then I have one that will be nine months old in a week. Okay, so Lindsay's brother – and sister-in-law were out of town for the week. They took a little vacay to Colorado. They went for a wedding, but they like took the whole week off. They're like, let's just get out of here for a while. They got a couple of kids, need to get away for a while. I get it. So Lindsay was like, I got him. I'll take care of the baby. She's like a year and a half. Ooh. And let me tell you, you want to talk about an easy audience for a little comedy? <laughs> she is a laugher, and she's quite funny herself. I had a blast just with making her laugh. Just a giggler. So Lindsay and I, we noticed on Hulu, they have Hulu. I, I don't have Hulu. But that's like the only place in the world you can find reruns of Home Improvement. And they have all of them. We literally watched three whole seasons. Yeah. It's so good. Mm-hmm. But she, like, started dancing to the theme song. And so, like, I, I did probably 72, uh, like, Tim Allen, <laughs> Tim Taylor, grunts or whatever, oh, ate it up. That's a baby. Right up her alley, dude. Yeah. So, like, I spent a lot of time with Lindsay taking care of this one-and-a-half-year-old. And I got to say, you know what? It wasn't too bad. It was yep. actually a lot of fun. Yep. I had fun just being a big old goofball, uh-huh. making funny faces. As a matter of fact, I kind of talked to her like an adult. When she was a little bit fussy, I, I, I leaned up to her and go, listen. You're acting like a baby. Mm. Let's shut mm. it down. Ugh. And she she took it to heart. She's like, all right, I got you. Uh-huh. I get it. One and a half year olds, they know. If you go, hey, big girl, big girls don't do that. No. They go, oh, 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 oh yeah, okay. And you're right. The, uh, and <laughs> that kind of stuff kills. 
kills. Less crowd work. You don't do, need to do so much, hey, you, ha- you know, how you doing, where are you from kind of deal. But the the faces, as long as you don't stop to think how dumb you look, you're going to crush that crowd. One and a half year olds, man. But she didn't have a major meltdown at all? No. Other than like going to bed she she you oh, know, she's yeah. a night owl like oh, i am didn't man. want to go to bed so started crying but that didn't last too long yeah yeah i mean was a real saint mm-hmm. really was mm-hmm. great experience but i however there was one roadblock for me mm-hmm. so i don't remember what day this was but excuse me Lindsay had taken her like to lawrence to go watch her son play basketball they came back Lindsay wanted to clean out the vehicle. I guess there's a little bit of a mess mm. and wanted to clean it up. So she took it just down the road to the car wash, free vacuums and all that, took care of business. So she left me with the baby for, I don't know, less than an hour. Mm. And so she's in her high chair. I'm like giving her like some strawberries, you know, and she could feed herself. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden I'm starting to smell something. <sighs> oh, and I no. noticed she went number two mm-hmm. and it was bad. Mm. And I'm like, oh, God. What do I do? Uh-huh. Stepping up. Time. I'm calling Lindsay. Uh-huh. It's it's an emergency. Yep. I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. I'm not trained. I don't know the first thing about changing a diaper. I'm not certified, pal. And so grade. I decided to take her to the tub. <laughs> <laughs> And oh. basically give her back. I didn't know what to do. I was yeah. like, oh, God. So, well, Lindsay, like, offered that as, like, a suggestion. I was like, I could, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, sure. All right, tub it is. She didn't like the onesie. I was like, God, I'm trying to do this. I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing, you know? And I'm, I'm like, and then I get a whiff. And let me tell you, it's like my gag reflex was a speed bag and punching it's Mike Tyson. <laughs> I was... Losing well, the it. tramps got the contender on the ropes. <laughs> well, so I was groggy, dude. Uh, like uh, no one's, no one got you hip to the, like bathing a kid is a whole nother. Like that's a whole nother well, situation. Once the diaper came off, cleaned her up. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Right, she was happy playing in the water and right. stuff, and we're back to best buds. Right, but it was the whole diaper trying to get it off. It's just a mess, uh-huh. and it smelled. I was like, "Oh yeah. my god!" Yeah, I and my dad. I knew my my when I was a baby, my sister was a baby. My mom said that he could not do diapers, especially <laughs> the poopy ones, because he he can't handle it. Oh, and I thought, you know what? Like, I I think that's something I can handle. You know, it's not the worst situation in the world. It's very temporary. Wash it off, whatever. Nope. Nah. Nope. That was hard. Yeah. That that, that yeah. was. Something I was not ready for. Because like, it's it, it's everywhere. It's in you know. It's in everything. And you're just like, where is this poop coming from? I mean, I know where it comes from, <laughs> but you're like, well, God, ah, 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 ah. I, dude, I commend you. You stepped up to the plate. You said, here's the deal. You got Nolan Ryan throwing fastballs. I got a broken bat. I'm here to play. Let's go. That's a big step, dude. You cleaned up poop. You cleaned up poop. Mm. And kind of gave her a half bath, too. So that counts as half a bath of full poopy diaper change. That's one and a half big ones, dude. And I told Lindsay, like, she got there, the baby was in the tub, just splashing around, having a good time. I introduced her to filling a cup up with water and then dipping it out from a long distance like it's a big waterfall. Mm. Loved it. Mm. 
But I was like, Lindsay, you might need to double check my work. This is my first time doing it. I need a veteran to show me if I made any mistakes. No. You did good. I guess it went well. You did good. But man, I don't like I'll never forget it. Poopy diapers, man. And those kids can I mean, it gets it's everywhere. You know, it's just disgusting. And they're looking at you like, okay. I told Lindsay, like, it's probably best you don't leave me in that possible scenario again. Mm-hmm. Just because I did it once doesn't mean it's gonna be better the second time. Dude, I think you're ready. I think you're ready for a full on just no bath, dry, p- big poop. Take the diaper off, clean up, clean up, clean up, new diaper, ready to roll. I think you're ready for that. I'm not. I think you're ready, son. Oh, yeah. No, just have me around for comedy or whatever, yeah. making her laugh, feeding her, whatever. Yeah. I can do all that. I can do literally anything Man. besides and the diapers. Dude, you get to be such a sucker for that laugh, too. You know, you're like, I, and you start doing yourself, you go, man, this is my A game, and she's not laughing. What do I got to do? You pull something else out. And then they start laughing. Oh, man. Well, and she oh. also likes this bit where she picks out a book, Ooh, brings it to you, uh-huh. sits in your lap, and it's story time. For sure. But that story time lasts one page, and she gets up, and she's ready to do something else. Oh, but then two seconds later, she's ready to come back. Let's continue the story. Where's the book? And you're like, oh, I put it back, and then, oh, boy, no. And th- that's good parenting. The kid likes books. She she obviously is into books. And she will start to get more into it and want you to read the whole thing. And by then, you know every book back to back. Um, that's dude, you got the whole, you got the experience. Well, dude. and I can tell this kid is going to be like super smart, not have any issues in school, going to ace all the tests. And I, I guess this is a daycare thing where the kids like they learn, the babies learn to sign if oh. they want more food, oh, if they're yeah. done. If they want something, if they want to go here or there, they're tired, whatever, like they can give you these signs. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just, you know, without saying goo goo gaga, they're telling you with their hands, I'm still hungry. I Hook want a cinnamon up. roll. Ooh. I want pancakes. <laughs> or shake their hands like they got spear fingers. I'm done. See you, done. I guess that's the, the baby sign to say, I'm done. I'm that's through. crazy. That's crazy. Learning sign language and all that. That's nuts. I never heard. I, I mean, I have heard that. I've just never seen a kid be able to pull it off. Most kids are like. <laughs> well, and then I was like, Lindsay, like, I know she's supposed to go to bed at this certain time. Mm. And, you know, we were kind of guilty a time or two of not taking her bed at her bedtime because she was just too much fun. Fun. Had to take it all in. Yeah. Milk it a little bit. I was like, Lindsay. AEW Collision starts at seven. I wouldn't mind introducing her to early to wrestling. Yeah, and she loves big Chris Jericho fan. Oh, loves Darby Allen. Kind of iffy on CM Punk. She heard the booze and like I thought you told me I'm supposed to like this guy. Hmm, she's got good taste, I think, in, in wrestlers. Yeah, um, she knows. And but she's somebody she doesn't like the heel, you know. And I like that. Chris Jericho's heel. Oh, he's heel big he time. Is. Oh no! So she play, she'll do either one heel, babyface, whatever. She's down. Uh, so we don't have a show Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We're going to be off Tuesday. We're back at it on Wednesday after today. So I'm going to save Jabroni of the Week for Wednesday. Somebody that will not be on Jabroni of the Week is Brian Danielson, the American mm-hmm. Dragon, who made a vented last night's Forbidden Door. He broke his arm oh. ten minutes into the match. Ten minutes in, 
The match was 27 minutes. Oh, God. So he wrestled 17 minutes with a broken right Ooh. arm, forearm. Could you tell that he had broken? Well, so he did like a top rope move, and when he got back up, that arm was hanging. Oh. It just, and he didn't use it the rest of the match. So he was re- he was literally wrestling for 17 minutes with basically one arm. Wow. And it turns out they said at the um, at the press, they do a press conference for the pay-per-views, and it's like a legit shoot press conference. You can ask him whatever you want, yeah. behind-the-scenes stuff, whatever. He's like, no, I, I broke my forearm about 10 minutes in. Oh, boy. And finished the match. What a toughie, dude. That's what man. you do. That's wow. the business. Wow. Now, how about this? This tweeted out by the Toronto Blue Jays on Sunday. Keontae, or check that, Marquise Noel and Grady Dick. Hanging out in Blue Jays jerseys. First of all, a couple of thoughts here. <laughs> I actually got multiple here. One yeah. is that Grady Dick is wearing a number one Blue Jays jersey and, and Marquise Noel's wearing number 24. That should be the other way around. Yeah. I know Grady Dick didn't wear 24 at Kansas, but Marquise Noel, I mean, he's Mr. New York City. He yeah, wore he, number one. He's number one. It wasn't a 5'8 senior from Spanish Harlem, New York City, number 24, Marquise Noel. That just doesn't seem right to me. It's number one. Yes. Marquise Noel. Nice. That's what it is. That picture, I'm going to Photoshop it and switch the numbers because I just can't do it. I can't have it that way. But also, they are at the Blue Jays game. Forbidden Door was also in Toronto at the same time. I think I would have rather been at at, at Forbidden Door. <laughs> I don't know if there's a baseball game in the world that can top uh, the excitement of, of Forbidden Door last night on pay-per-view. But also, I, I think we, we were talking about this off-air right before the show, and I think we have the same conclusion. Marquise Noel is being treated as if he was a draft pick. Absolutely. Because... The Blue Jays, check that, the Raptors, Toronto Raptors, they just had one pick in the draft, and that was Grady Dick. That was early on, top, I can't remember what pick it was, I think 13 or something, and that was their only pick. I think if, you know, if the Raptors had another pick, second round, 50 or whatever, 50 on, final eight picks, they're probably taking Marquise Noel. They are, he's going out in public, he is, he is hanging out all the time in the last few days, with Grady Dick, they're doing a lot of things together. They're doing social media together. And instead of having the prize pick for the Raptors, which is Grady Dick and their first-round guy, parade by himself around town and meet people, meet the fans, good PR stuff, promote the draft picks, promote the team. Marquise Noel has been with him almost every step of the way. Yep. So it's like, you know, he is a draft pick uh-huh. for the Raptors. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't. But he was the first call right after the draft. Right. I mean, he was called probably before the draft was done. So I, I love this representation for Marquise Noel. And it's funny, it's a K State and KU guy in Canada. Yeah, yeah. That are that are going around town together. This is really cool for Marquise Noel. I don't think this is I don't know if this is any foreshadowing or anything. I hope it is. I hope they do get to play together a lot this upcoming season. That doesn't tell us that. But what it means is, I think they had, you know, a few options at least of who they'd want to send around town with Grady Dick. I don't know, maybe Grady had a choice of who he'd like to go around town with and promote the team with. But it's Marquise Noel who got that nod. I don't think you go on those trips if they don't have a plan for you. And that's, I think, all of K State Nation, and I think all Marquise and his family. The only thing I think that he wanted was a fair shot 
give me a shot to make a roster. If it doesn't work out, I don't I don't play well and you don't like how it turned out, fine. But give me a chance. And it looks like the Toronto Raptors are going to give him a shot. And it looks like they do have a plan for him. If he is able to crack this 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 team, he's going to get some minutes and he's going to get to hang out and do stuff like social media stuff for them. They they don't just ask anybody to do that. That's part of the team. They got a plan for him, and I'm so excited for him. That's like I said, all I wanted was someone to give him a legitimate shot, see what he's got out there. If it's not good enough, then it isn't good enough. But this guy can't wait. At the very least, the, the Blue Jays were expecting Grady Dick there, but I, you know, a big sign of this is you know this was planned. They wanted uh-huh. Marquise Noel part of this trip. They made him a jersey. Yeah, I mean, right on the spot, they handed him a jersey. They were ready to go. Everything was planned. They wanted Marquise Noel. A part of this experience. Yes, they did. A part of the post-draft publicity for the Toronto Raptors. It's it's a two-way contract situation. He's in development. He's going to play in the Summer League stuff. We'll see him, I'm sure, on TV, NBA TV, whatever, starting in about, uh, probably, actually, I think it's a week from today. It's, it's coming up. It starts in, in Vegas. Raptors only playing in Vegas, I believe. Keontae Johnson and the Thunder will have a couple. Of, they'll play in Salt Lake City and then Vegas. Unfortunately, uh, Raptors and uh, Thunder won't play each other. But I, I, I mean, there's no doubt. I, I, I wouldn't see it going any other way. There would be sooner rather than later. Hopefully, Marquise Noel will be playing professional basketball. Yes, on an actual NBA floor for the Raptors. Just hopefully, it's going to develop into a long term thing. When it comes to Keontae Johnson, we'll actually discuss Keontae coming up at five ten with Oklahoma City Thunder. Beat writer Joe Masato from the Oklahoman. But when we come back, a former cat is now the head guy for West Virginia basketball. That's up next. We are back on the game. Mitch Deej Trey on for a full two hours. Uh, no show tomorrow, then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We'll be on with you for a full two hours. By the way, it is Gamies Week. The Gamies coming up on Friday is our annual award show. The nomination show will be on Wednesday, so there will be two days to make votes on Twitter. So we'll announce all the nominees Wednesday, announce the award winners on Friday. Trey left the studio. He left the music. Yeah, you yeah, dropped the bum on me, baby. You dropped the bum on me. Oh, yeah. Go-to karaoke song, is it? Love it. Go-to song when I'm in my car or truck and I, or van, and I go, I want to show off a little bit for the two-year-old. When's the last time you did karaoke for real? And what was your song? <clears throat> I did karaoke five real um, at R.C. McGraw's a number of years ago. Okay. And uh, I did um, uh, did Boys to Men on Bended Knee. Really? Yeah. It's a great song. Did it go well? No. <laughs> no, I didn't finish it. I was drunk. Last karaoke song I did was Copacabana. Ah. Barry Manilow. Very nice. A lot of people didn't know the song. It's all right, though. And that song goes a lot longer than... Than you think, right? And then like a seven minute or the, the 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 version the guy pulled up, it wasn't that long. It was maybe like four, four and a half minutes, but there was like a long instrumental break in the middle. I was yes. like, I don't yeah. remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the version I remember. So for I got to MC I was so fortunate to MC the Somebody Somewhere season finale 
um, at uh, there's a season finale party at the Wareham. Some, oh yeah, that's right. The, the yeah, show yeah. set in Manhattan. Bridget Everett. So she can sing. She can. Yeah, she can really sing. She was also like good friends with Jerry Seinfeld. Uh huh. Seinfeld and um, uh, Amy Schumer. Big time friends mm, with Amy Schumer. That's right. Um, but this gal can really sing. So we did a karaoke thing after the the show, and uh, people were coming up and they were showing out for Bridget. And some people were really knocking him out of the park. I mean, really knocking him out of the park. And then her friend sang Copacabana, because I guess mm. that's her her and his like song. And I was like, I don't remember this 45-minute musical interlude in the middle of it. It was crazy. But then everybody started dancing. It was a, it was a lot of fun. But uh, there are some super talented people in this area, man. They were crushing. I felt bad for anybody that signed up for karaoke that isn't very good. Because people were going up there in with the intent to show off for Bridget Everett, for sure. Was there a lot of interaction with Bridget that you had? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to hang out a lot with her behind the stage. Uh, and then during karaoke, we were sitting next to each other talking. She was so nice. You could tell the moment was re- it really meant a lot to her. She, cr- she cried a lot because there were 400 people there. And everybody was wow. so. Somebody brought. She was on the Manhattan Marlins swimming team back in the day, and somebody brought an old school Manhattan Marlins like jacket. You know, I went to high school with a guy uh, that is, I think, a coach for the Manhattan Marlins now. Maybe it's him. I don't know. It, it was a him. Okay. It was a it was a lady who had a bunch of pictures of Bridget Everett as like a kid on the Marlins team, and she had an old jacket. And wow. Bridget was like, "Oh my god!" And the lady was like, "Here's it's yours." And just a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, she is a Manhattan, Kansas darling right now. Everybody loves her so much. I still haven't watched the show. Yeah. I've seen clips that featured like product placement of Manhattan businesses, yeah. or like from T-shirts to I don't know, like just images, yeah. right? Or B-roll. It's uh, they had her in the episodes that we watched. She was like cruising by on a bike by varsity donuts down points i mean all kinds of really like uh, i mean manhattan spots for sure and it was her her cruising down on a bike uh you should check it out it's she's funny she's so she's so insanely talented it's kind of like damn <laughs> some people got it all man she's really funny and she can sing man really sing you know, I don't know if Josh Eilert is a good singer, but apparently he's a pretty strong coach. So this is the big news that dropped on Saturday. It has to do with West Virginia Mountaineers. Of course, we've known now for over a week now that Bob Huggins no longer the head coach. About six weeks after he used a gay slur on Cincinnati radio. Then gets popped for a DUI in Pittsburgh. He didn't even know he was in Pittsburgh. And his... Uh, well, he blew a point two one zero. That's uh, yeah. I mean, you're approaching three times over the legal limit. So after that, he leaves. Interim basis for Josh Eiler. Josh, boy, let's let's go over this timeline. Played. Oh, he's from Osborne, Kansas. Couple of years at Cloud County, then came to K State, and played for Jim Waldridge. And then support staff for Huggins on his one and only year, and then leaves for West Virginia with Bob Huggins. A number of different roles. However, when it comes to being an actual assistant coach, he'd only had two years of experience. Interim head coach in the middle of the 2010s, and then last year, full-time assistant coach. And the uh, Mountaineers made it to the first round of the NCAA tournament with 19 wins on the season. 
Well, West Virginia announced on Saturday he is now the interim head coach. A little bit surprised, but also not surprised by this move. The little surprise was also on staff is is Ron Everhart, who is a new assistant coach as well, but he has like 18 years of head coaching experience. But here's what Josh Eilert has, and that is a lot of learning under Bob Huggins. And plus, also comes with a, not a whole lot of risk. The not a whole lot of risk is, okay, so he doesn't have any head coaching experience. When it comes to assistant, doesn't have much experience. It's not a huge risk. Like It's not a huge liability for West Virginia. If it doesn't work out, they can go a different route. But if it does work out, this might be a big launching pad for Josh Eilert. I think in any direction, this could be a big launch pad for Josh Eilert. But here, to me, is what the big reason is because he was named the interim head coach is because he has been at West Virginia so long. All these players know him. It doesn't matter their age or where they came from. They all know him. West Virginia feels that this is their best shot at keeping the team together. They have one of the best transfer portal classes in college basketball. Jesse Edwards, Kirk Creesa, Naquan Battle, couple of players from uh, the Jaspers of Manhattan in uh, Manhattan, New York. They have now transferred to West Virginia. I mean, it's five guys that are coming in, and it's I think the highest ranking I saw was the second-best recruiting class in the country just behind the Kansas Jayhawks. Well, here's an update on the transfer portal now with West Virginia because there is now a 30-day window open. If you want to jump in the portal, you have that opportunity to do so. There's a you know, couple of, you know, Extra rules in there, but that's basically the main rule. 30-day window is open for any uh, for, for the transfers. So, let's start with Kirk Creesa. He jumped in the portal, but because Josh Eilert was named the interim head coach, he decided to, decided to stay with West Virginia. Trey Mitchell, a Ford. He jumped into the portal. He stayed in the portal. As a matter of fact, today he announced that he is transferring to Kentucky. Wow. So he's gone. He's not one of the transfers, but he is transferring away. He actually transferred in last year, I believe, uh, with West Virginia. Hopefully I'm not mixing him up with somebody else. And then Joe Toussaint. That, this is where it gets interesting because Joe Toussaint now in the portal. His one year with West Virginia averaged 10 points, three rebounds, three assists per game in a little over 20 minutes of contest. I think only started one game. He is now in the portal. And he has said that he's going to be visiting K-State. As a matter of fact, he's supposed to start visiting today. Texas Tech, Wednesday through Friday. And then now he has some pretty strong interest from Alabama. Those seem to be the top three, you would imagine. But he's visiting K-State first. You hope this is an Arthur Kaluma situation where mm-hmm. forget about all the extra other visits. I've seen what I need to see. I'm a cat. And Jerome Tang now just has one scholarship to fill. This would be a big spot. Huge. But the Josh Eilert story does begin right here, right now, trying to keep this team together. And in a way, I'm like, I'm rooting for him. Sure. Just you. The thing is also, I mean, Eilert is going to be fighting maybe just as hard as K-State is to try and take him away for West Virginia. Eilert's going to be trying just as hard to keep him at West Virginia. So, I mean, yes, he is a K-State guy, but the battle's on versus K-State. For sure. I just, I, I think... Uh, what a move from them! Um, it is reminiscent of Frank Martin. Frank Martin still did even even Frank Martin had a little bit more head coaching experience than this guy does when he was hired. So it's it's still even more of a jump than for Frank. Um, 
but I think that as long as you do have some guys that can X's and O, you know, if, as long as you got some X's and O's guys, you can still compete. I wonder what happens if they jump out of the gate and they don't do so hot. How does that go um, for the players, you know, as far as just being like, whatever, let's just, ugh. or if they come out and they do their like non-con coming into the big 12 schedule, if they're on fire, this could be one of those teams that just, you know, one of those teams that um, the story, the Cinderella story just follows them all season long and like kind of pushes them, had their momentum will go all season long. Um, because maybe Josh Eiler just doesn't know enough to know like how much pressure really he is is on him. I don't know. Josh Eiler seems like a smart guy, um, and he seems like a great a great basketball coach. But I just I hope he does have an X's and O's guys because there is going to come a time they're going to have a call a timeout with three minutes to go and they need to play like right now, you know. And you won't you don't have the Hall of Fame guy there drawing it up. You need someone to draw a play up for you. I hope he's got um, some good assistance there. I don't know their assistant situation, um, but good for him. Good for uh, XKCA. That's awesome. That's a great story. Well, it's reported that you know everybody that had a voice when it comes to West Virginia were given their two cents about what to do, and I kind of laid it out last week about what West Virginia could do. They could do an interim thing. They could do a short-term thing. They could try to do a long-term thing. They just need to get it figured out because they're going to start losing some players that they don't. So they didn't waste a whole lot of time with picking Josh Eilert. It seems that it was the players that wanted Josh Eilert to be the guy. Mm-hmm. While everybody else had their – so this was reported, like the rumored candidates, like names that were brought up. You mentioned um, you mentioned Frank Martin. It's kind of like a similar story. Frank Martin, who was an assistant that had no head coaching experience, takes over at K-State. Bob is like telling the guys, stay here. This is the guy you want to be with. You, you you committed here, you were signed here, let's stick with K-State, including Michael Beasley, mm-hmm. and keeping that recruiting class together. Stuck around with Frank Martin, and then K-State basketball is all of a sudden off and running. Well, at Cincinnati, who took over was Andy Kennedy, and now Andy Kennedy, who's at UAB where he played college basketball, you know, that was another interim tag, mm-hmm. which I don't think at the time had any head coaching experience, and he was off and running at Cincinnati. You know, it's been now looks like three stops in a row for Bob Huggins where an assistant is going to take over for him, and so far it's two for two in being successful. This is as close as West Virginia will get to Bob Huggins, and Eilert's been with him the past 16 years. I'm sure he knows a thing or two about calling plays, but you're right. What I, I think you bring up an interesting point is when things get really tough and you need the play, you need to make a you know, you're trying to make the one play to win a ball game. Does he have what it takes? We'll just have to wait and see. But right now, they're just worried about, please, let's not lose anybody. The thing is, West Virginia, if they do lose a couple of guys, it's been reported that they're already on a couple of guys that they could probably bring in to fill some spots. Mm-hmm. Are they as talented as the players they might lose? Maybe not, but there's a backup plan. Yeah. And, you know, you have to do what you have to do. If you If you ask this most super talented group of guys, who do you want? to be the head coach and they all say Eilert you gotta hire that guy that's just you know at least for the interim that's the way it goes and I think it does now fall on these guys suddenly it's like this is who you wanted so you have to go and you have to ride for this guy you have to ride for him um and I hear you 16 years underneath somebody like Bob Huggins 
if you didn't pick up anything um, 16 years under Bob Huggins, you're not going to pick it up from anybody. You're not. You're, you're just not. So he does know a thing or two about a thing or two. But heavy is the head that wears the crown for sure. And you, there is a difference moving down that bench to the big man spot. There's a whole new ball game. Everything falls on you. It's kind of like, to me, I always think about it like this, your wedding day. <laughs> you have to make every single decision. When in fa- in the past, you just kind of go along with, you know, you're just like there, you know. And you, sometimes you're in the wedding, and sometimes you're the best man, sometimes you're the DJ, sometimes you're doing this, or you're doing that. You know, you're a part of the show. And you're like, ah, they can, I can do this. This is good. I can do th- I'm an important part of the show. But when it's your day, everything. W- somebody's like, where should I put the ice? Like, <laughs> I don't give a crap where you put the I don't care. Who is here to make that decision? It's you. And so I think Josh Heiler's going to uh, learn on the fly. He's going to have to that everything's going to come down to him. No one else. And uh, I wish him luck, though. I, I think it's going to be a cool story. Coming out of the Big yes. 12. It's going to be a cool story, and I can't wait. Um, I hope we give him a, a, a nice ovation when he gets, you know, K-State uh, or West Virginia playing here for yeah. sure. So, you know. Most, I, I maybe. Hope, we'll see. We, we The, the, the new thing, schedule. Hasn't come out yeah. Yet. Um, but I just I hope he does, and I hope we give him a nice ovation, and then I hope we spank his butt. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, and they won't ever admit to it, but publicly – but there's no doubt about it on this committee or whoever was searching for the you know the right guy the right idea. They called up Bob and like Bob, you giving this guy your blessing? Absolutely. Would this be your pick? Don't, I think there's no doubt Bob Huggins would pick him. He would, and he knows. Everybody knows that. I found it interesting that Joe Mazzula was a guy that was part of the whole like calling up the players to say stick around. Yeah, he fell into the exact same situation in Boston. Uh, oh, even, yeah, like giving a team. He was yeah. not the guy. Run with it. Let's see what you can do. And, the, you know, even then, players, you know, the Celtics guys, uh, you know, it was like, eh. Yeah, it was like, Joe's Joe's great. Joe's good. Joe's good. And then they lost some tough ones. They lost a couple games there where they got smashed, and they were like, Joe's still learning. I think it's going to be that same way with Josh Heiler. He's a good coach, and they like him, and he knows the game, obviously. But it's going to be – there's going to be some games where he's going to get stupid outcoached. And not because he stinks, but because he's new, brand new, you know. And he's never had a head coaching experience. Your first time rolling it out there, you're the head coach of the West Virginia Mountaineers, by the way, on the heels of Bob Huggins disgracefully having to bow out. And you have probably the best recruiting class we've ever had, ever Good luck, Josh. Oh, God. That's a lot of pressure, man. When we come back, a former Wildcat going viral. That's coming up next. Man, that was a quick break. We're having some uh, technical difficulties with our weather stuff, like the weather music and all that. So real quick, I'll just give it to you real quick. Let's go. It's currently 91. Sunny, little bit of wind. Now tonight, we're dropping to the low 60s. Small chance of showers and thunderstorms Tuesday. What can they expect at Tuesday night, though? Tuesday night, slight chance of showers, possibly a thunderstorm after 10 o'clock, with chance of precipitation at 40%, low 71. Whoa, boy! But that's not the story. The story is Wednesday, Thursday, highs in triple digits. Yeah! I saw 103. 
Is that correct? 102 Wednesday, 101 Thursday. So with your heat index, you'll be up to, you know, yeah. close to you know, 107, 108. You're going to be a 101.5 K-Rug on Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? Plug, plug the show. The morning, Joe. Maybe some rain the rest of the week. <laughs> Are you, like, when you, when it's really hot like this and it rains and then it goes away and the sun comes out, do you get physically, like, does it physically pain you? Do you, do you, cause, cause I, I get, I get like anxiety. Like when it rains. I just don't want it to be humid. Yeah. That's it. But that's when it, well, like, that's what happens is like it rains and then the sun comes out and it just feels disgusting. I actually get like anxiety. Like I, no. I, I don't even want to go outside. One time I, I like I, I kind of puked a little bit one time. Well, usually the anxiety comes from the weather, like the bad weather actually forming. Yeah, yeah. Like it actually becoming a possibility that we could have a twister. Dude. Not when it's all over. What was it? Two or three years ago when that microburst happened, like right above the station. I think it was three years ago in the middle of the afternoon. It was a gorgeous day and then it just rolled in. And it, it like it busted that tree out here. Yeah. You remember where that tree was? It almost hit Mr. Crowley. Shout out to Mr. Crowley. It almost it almost hit his car. And I I came out and I was laughing. Like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Look at you, pal. You can't even move your car. And I looked over to my vehicle and I had left the windows down. <laughs> yeah, the worst. <laughs> Just soaked. You think uh. a tree crushing your car is one thing. Who wants to sit in wet seats? <laughs> terrible I go, i'll trade i will trade right now is terrible uh let's get to uh this story about a video going viral if you've been on twitter today i'm sure you've seen a pop up of a uh a gender reveal i've never been to a gender reveal party if i were to have a kid i don't know if i'd go all out for something like this you know people go do extravagant things uh abdul beecham i think that's a name you might remember he used to play guard for the Cats, he played, uh, let's see, it was 15, 16, 17 after transferring in from Blinn. And I remember Pro Football Focus, he was a pass-blocking beast. Mm-hmm. If you ask Pro Football Focus, he was one of the best guards in the country at pass-blocking. I remember he wasn't drafted, but he was a like an undrafted free agent for the Chiefs. I don't know. I don't remember what happened after that. But anyway, he's now doing his own thing, and uh, he's got a lady, and he and his lady are going to have a baby. Little baby. They did a gender reveal where it's like, you know, it's like these confetti bombs or whatever. You you pull something and then pff, smoke and confetti release, and it's either going to be blue or pink. It's blue. Abdul Beecham's going to have a kid. Hmm. Congratulations baby to Abdul boy. Beecham and his, and his lady. But it was his reaction to the gender reveal when he found out he, was, he had a boy. Did you see this? I did. It's awesome. What he did was he instantly got into pass blocking mode. <laughs> the footwork, the hand placement, hands are up. He's going diagonally back and forth. <laughs> he was ready to pass block. <laughs> I don't know if he's trying to tell us that someday his little boy's going to be an offensive lineman or maybe even a quarterback. He's already protecting <laughs> for his boy. But this is getting the rounds. It was on ESPN. It was CBS Sports. About everywhere you find sports. Uh, I think I saw it on my uh, one of my be- one of my favorite sites called Bro Bible, made its way on there as well. So Abdul Beecham is going viral. I think this is the first cat to go viral in a non-football, like in an actual game, go viral since uh, that TikTok uh, with the uh, like K State freshmen in uniforms mm-hmm. dancing to 
Justin Bieber or oh, whatever. Yeah. You remember that? I do remember it was that, like, of course. One of the Porter kids. Yeah. Uh, let's see, who else was in there? Jake Rubley. Jake Rubley yeah. was in there. Yeah. But like all the girls that commented, like, oh, they're so hot. Yeah. But I don't think I ever got in trouble or what. But no, this is the first time. Anything viral for the cats. This he is said it. That, he said, my boy, Affinity, kick stepping before he walk. I'll tell you what, the toughest thing to learn to do after, like, you get, like, after high school, you go on. Kick stepping is horrible. It's tough. And this guy made it look easy. He did a great job right there in the backyard. And somebody from K State. Somebody, anybody, draft up a get him a scholarship. Taylor Bratt's already there, and get the NIL for this kid. With this kid's gonna be big. Taylor Bratt will be in the waiting room yes. with an offer ready to yes. go. Yes, he'll be there. I can't wait. That kid is gonna be a big old boy. I can't wait. His dad was a beast. To finish up our number one, when we come back, uh, man, weird story. Once I give you the details, though, it'll make perfect sense. When it comes to four-year-old Shania, Joey, you are not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, this completely caught my attention earlier today. I just had to share it. Maury Povich is done with this show. I did not know that. Yeah. His show ended last year. After how many? He's 84 years old now. That show was on for a long time. 31 seasons of Maury telling people you are or are not the father. Or dealing with, you know, 13-year-olds that smoke and do drugs and do whatever they want. That dude's 84 years old? Or people that have a... Fear of balloons. <laughs> he got away from that stuff. He was like, eh. yeah, just the the whole show. Yeah, it, after a while, just became paternity tests. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's been announced that Maury is going to be putting together this company that's going to develop at home paternity tests. Even though the show's not done, the paternity tests are not. I was like, I had to bring it up after I heard <laughs> the name of the company. It's dubbed "The Results Are In." Oh my god, which would pop up on TV. <clears throat> Uh, when like the results are in, when he was handed the uh, the envelope, he needs one more cash in before he, you know, one more good cash in. He so the Morris Show did over three thousand paternity tests. Jeez, and the accuracy was ninety nine point nine percent. Yeah, those, those very rarely those tests, man. It's it's you. You either are or aren't. The, the only thing this this home kit absolutely has to need, absolutely has to have a need. Is that when you get the results, it's more telling you you are the father or you are not the father. <laughs> and I you love this cadence. Ru- you have to get up and run, though. Yeah, <laughs> when you find out. You are not. Always got a good pop on I the knots. I love that. Yeah. When we come back, we're going to hear from OKC Thunder and beat writer Joe Masato is going to tell us about Keontae Johnson. Coming up next, and so is your local news.